in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union label. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the Alan Nathan Show. I'm your happy host, Karen Cataline, commentator, columnist, all-around rabble-rouser. I do a show called Spouting Off, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern. So it doesn't conflict with the Ellen Nathan show. You can pick it up uh, and know where to listen. We do it out of Nashua, New Hampshire, of all places, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Fridays, we do it online, and we have a growing number of networks there. So uh, I'm going to make a few remarks. Oh, by the way, this is where you can find it. It's www.karencataline.com. The last name is spelled K A. T-A-L-I-N-E. A lot of people think that's my first name, but in fact, it's my last name, Karen Cataline. Uh, both Ks, I'm glad that my middle name is not uh, does not start with a K, because it doesn't. Uh, I have some remarks about at least some of what we've talked about the first hour, and probably some of what we may talk about in the second hour. Uh, I was resistant when the uh, Russia-Ukraine crisis started to immediately jump in and talk about I mean, I, we, we talk about everything in talk radio. That's what's great. What I don't like is when the media not only tells us what to think, but tells us what's important. And then we have a 24-7 wall-to-wall coverage of the same issue. And I wonder, so what else is going on they don't want us to be watching? That's number one. Number two, they are always dictating to us what we're supposed to think about it. Now, mind you, they don't always, and when I say they, I'm talking about a decidedly leftist point of view that is both controlling the presidential potted plant, whatever you think about him, that's Biden, the Biden administration. Uh, The Democrat Party is wholly being controlled by leftists today or leftist ideology. I don't know how you could disagree, but I know people do. And uh, there's a lot of enablers in uh, the Republican Party that are in Congress that just uh, go along and they say, oh, don't stop, don't, but they don't ever do anything about it. Don't stop, don't. It's it's preposterous. We watch it year after year. Now we see that this ideology has infiltrated and invaded just about every institution and sphere of influence. I've talked about it for years now. 
But let's talk specifically about the media. And uh, in our next segment, we are going to have a guest to advance or to examine this a lot further, a media expert. But I've been watching, and it's interesting what selective uh, tactics the left uses in the media. I mean, it is a uh, if you look at, at the propaganda media that was employed for COVID, what was allowed to think, what was not allowed to think, what questions were allowed to be asked, what questions were not allowed to be asked, ideas, contrary opinions were characterized as dangerous. You know what? This is a dangerous point of view, to think that there is only one way to think about anything. As we know, things are phenomenally complicated. We live in a complicated world. And since when is there one way to think about anything? And yet, all of a sudden, and it seems all of a sudden, the propaganda media has decided what you're allowed to think about any given issue. And notice it's always about certain issues about which they have a profound vested interest. I don't know if I can keep, think of an example that's not this, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of seem to think that they do not have a vested interest that there's only one coffee to drink or one TV show to watch or one sitcom to watch or one way to wake up in the morning or you have to be a morning person, not an evening person. They don't have a vested interest in that. I guess they have a vested interest in the fact that they believe that there's 57, Heinz 57 genders. You're not allowed to think that there are only two, male and female, and a very tiny percentage of people who are confused uh, no, they're creating greater confusion about gender. But that's not my point. The minute you see that the media is gaga crazy insane about what you're supposed to think about anything, I would encourage you to be suspicious. I don't care what it is. You're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to disagree. Uh, COVID is introduced the notion that ideas are dangerous, but actions are not. Riots are okay and are considered speech when they advance the leftist point of view. But when you protest, that is an insurrection and a riot. Uh, they are engaged in redefining language for you, ladies and gentlemen, and I encourage you not to do that. So to that end, I wrote a piece. I, I write a piece at least one once a week, but usually more. And I always think it's going to be a short little blog post. And then it ends up to being a, a kind of a short but full-length article. This one was written not long after the um, uh, the State of the Union address. And I called it, it, it was only a couple of days ago, it's called Another Dog, Another Pony. Uh, and there's a picture there of an old-fashioned, I love these old pictures, uh, because they are public domain, <laughs> and uh, it says Dog and Pony Show. So it's official. The collective we are now supposed to make a seamless pivot from fearing COVID to fearing Putin. Now, that does not mean unlike they would like you to believe that if I made a statement like that, it means I'm a, quote, Putin lover. Boy, does that sound like something that was said in the 50s if you stuck up for black people. 
Putin lover. They have employed every strategy, every bit of demagoguery and propaganda that they've accused everyone else of using. So they don't do it for all issues. You know, when they wanted to control how you get treated for COVID, they didn't suddenly decide they're going to control how you get treated for heart disease, God forbid, cancer, or a million other diseases. No, only COVID has to be controlled and manipulated. Only COVID. You're allowed only to take remdesivir and put, put on a ventilator. But um, if you want alternative drugs or off-label prescriptions for some other disease, fibromyalgia, myalgia, excuse me, or any other disease, they don't have a vested interest in that. So I'm encouraging you to do something that is somewhat counterintuitive. And that is to think backwards. See, it comes easy to me because I'm left-handed. <laughs> so I like thinking backwards about things and, and sort of working backwards to see what is it that the propaganda media wants desperately for you to believe. Now, do I think Putin is a good guy? I don't have a dog or a pony in that show. Okay. I don't have a dog or pony in that show. If Putin is a thug and a bad guy, okay, he is. He's not the only, as we said with one of these guests, he's not the only uh, bad guy on the, on the international canvas right now. We have people who are in elected office in the United States of America who have been caught colluding with communist China and Ukraine, by the way, and nothing has happened to them, nothing. And yet even conservatives, the uh, warmongering kinds of conservatives that are applying old uh, political views to what's happening today uh, are, are joining along with the hard left uh, and beating war drums uh, for Russia and Ukraine. Keep in mind, this is not the same Russia that it was in as the old Soviet Union. One guest I interviewed last week said, Russia may not be a, a spectacular model <laughs> for either democracy or free markets, but it's it's really not a communist country anymore. The big question that I keep asking, and I'm saying two things at one time because I got a lot of ideas in my head, is how come the left hated Russia, uh, hates Russia now, or appears to be, and you never really know, uh, but the left is telling you we must hate Putin and Russia. They've been doing that since Hillary um, smeared Russia and said Russia wanted Trump to win, and nothing could have been further from the truth. We know that now. Uh, and uh, they loved Russia when it was communist ask yourself that question and so much more and never stop asking questions because you know this is the same media that lied to you about so much else don't start believing them now that's my point i gotta run when we come back we're going to talk more about the propaganda media with a guest uh don irvine will join us thank you uh for uh <laughs> we'll be right back on the alan nathan show on the main street radio network right after this. This report is sponsored by Bank of America. As the way we work continues to change and we move towards a new normal, access to effective learning and development opportunities remains top of mind for today's workforce. 
Here's John Jordan, head of the Academy, Bank of America's global learning and professional development organization for employees. As many of us navigate new job descriptions, adapt to changing priorities and shifting demands, and contemplate what's next for our careers, it's more important than ever to prioritize personal growth and development. At Bank of America, lifelong learning is a part of our culture. By offering immersive learning experiences and personalized guidance and mentorship, we're focused on giving employees the skills and knowledge they need to achieve their goals and be successful in their jobs, both now and in the future. For more about Bank of America's resources, visit bankofamerica.com slash careers. This report is sponsored by Bank of America. A new graphic novel tells the story of one girl's journey to find herself as a Chinese-American in a small conservative town in Texas. In Messy Roots, a graphic memoir of a Wuhanese-American, Lar Gao reflects upon her self-discovery as the daughter of Chinese immigrants, as an American, and as a queer person. After growing up in Wuhan, China, riding water buffaloes and devouring tofu, Laura immigrates to Texas, where her hometown is as foreign as Mars, at least until COVID-19 makes Wuhan a household name. Author Laura Gao. After I left Wuhan for Texas, I felt like a fish out of water. I was one of the few people of color and was figuring out my identity, not only as a Chinese-American, but as a queer Chinese-American too. I hope readers will feel inspired to take pride in their heritage and live unapologetically. The funny and touching coming-of-age story, Messy Roots, a graphic memoir of a Wuhanese-American, is now available wherever books are sold. Hi, this is pharmacist Ray Solano with your Healthy Choices Minute. Research shows the annual spring forward disrupts sleep and leads to a higher immediate risk of heart attacks and stroke. Daylight savings time affects our internal circadian clocks, which are located in every cell in our body and influence our biological workings from hormone levels to blood pressure. An opinion in JAMA Neurology said that switching between daylight savings time and standard time is bad for the brain. Turning back the clock can affect our health. Solution? Many people suggest integrating more melatonin to adjust to jet lag and shift work when sleep is necessary to function through daylight hours. Melatonin is difficult to absorb, so try our new sleep formula, Deep Blue Sleep. This new formula contains melatonin and three special ingredients shown to improve sleep. Call 888-909-0110 for Deep Blue Sleep. 888-909-0110 for Deep Blue Blue Sleep. Remember, you have a choice in health care. Steven. Who said that? Me. Down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. This forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Climb puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We are plowing away on a very busy news day. Always busy these days. Yeah, 
We live in interesting times. I don't know how much of a privilege, but it means we have to step up and um, pay attention more. And you know what? People are. People are paying more attention. Here to help us to talk more about this issue of the propaganda media is somebody that we like having on the program often when I say, well, what about the media? And what about their position in all of this? Uh, I think that they lost... uh, Whatever credibility they ever had, they lost in COVID, and now all of a sudden, people are believing them all again. Here to help us uh, discuss this in greater detail is Chairman of Accuracy in Media and Accuracy in Academia. His father, Reed Irvine, launched Accuracy in Media in 1969. Articles from his blog, Bias Watch, are frequently republished by outlets such as Fox Nation, National Review, and um, our guest, the son of Reed Irvine, Don Irvine, is co-author of Why You Can't Trust the News, Volume 2, 3, and probably 12, 13, and 14. Welcome, Don Irvine, to The Alan Nathan Show. Thanks for having me, Karen. It's great to have you. So I've been focusing a lot on this because, in fact, I just did a a little monologue at the beginning of the hour to talk about how transparent they are to me, that the minute the media is telling you that this is how you're supposed to think about something, and they start demonizing alternative point of views, points of view, which they do more overtly and brazenly today than ever before, one should be suspicious. What say you? Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, that's, and that's the problem that we, we face, as you well know, it's just that uh, the, the media will, you know, they've been, they've been trying to portray one thing as the truth and they want you to follow along with that. They might backtrack on a few things and want you to forget that. And then they go off on another story, another tangent. And it's once again, you know, but please believe us, trust us. You know, we are we are the truth tellers. We are your filter. We will tell you only you know everything that you need to believe, and you don't need to look anywhere else but us. And I think you know a lot of us have learned now over the years that you know we we don't should we shouldn't believe them. And as you said, what credibility do they have left? It bugs me though, uh, Don, when even conservatives, when the war drums get beat, you know, sounding war drums, Russia. Putin's a bad guy. Putin's a Nazi. Putin is going to start World War III, nukes, blah, blah, blah. The people who have a predisposition towards going for another war or more intervention in foreign countries, they drop all of their previous suspicion about the media and say, yeah, right. I mean, you know, I was in the mental health field for a long time, but I mean, that has to be... Uh, looked at as a mental health issue. Uh, what do you see when uh, the same thing happens time after time after time? They're selective about what they're hysterical about, and whatever they're hysterical about, you're supposed to be scared of, no matter what it is, as long as you're scared of what they want you to be scared of. Yeah, that, that's right. I, and, that, and that's the thing. I mean, the, the media knows that you know, the way that they get eyeballs on cable television or network news or they get readers for online um, and readers for whatever newsprint you know newspapers are still being printed today is that you need to have the hype you need to have kind of that scare tactic the fear tactic in order to get people to pay attention i mean you know we, we see that you know think players, sources like cnn 
they will, uh, you know, they will attract probably the bulk of the attention, you know, during a situation like this. Every time there's a war or a threat of war or something like that, it seems that people intuitively, conservative or liberal, will turn to that. They kind of feel that that's the network that is probably more deeply embedded, you know, in these places and can give you, you know, up-to-the-minute news of these things. But it is kind of this this, this whole fear-mongering mindset that they have that it's this is how they drive their business. Do, do facts yeah. matter? Do, does what they said before matter? No, not really. Mm-mm. Well, I would argue that it has escalated to something even more uh, insidious, darker. You know, we always used to say, if it bleeds, it leads. We've always used to say the media is into sensationalistic reporting and what have you. Now it's decidedly um, biased in a leftist direction. Now it is telling you, if you dare think something different, you're dangerous. If you dare disagree with us, you're a, quote, Putin lover. You're uh, a traitor to the country. I mean, it's, it's so brazen. And that they're even willing to, it seems to me, uh, sacrifice listeners for. Somebody is driving this political agenda, and it's as overt as anything I've ever seen, and yet some people still, not as many, are gullible enough to believe that as long as they're pushing an agenda that I agree with, that Putin is a terrible guy, not that he's a great guy, I have to keep saying that, I don't have a dog or a pony in this fight, I just think there's more than one point of view about some of this stuff, and the left used to think so. The used, left used to say stuff about shades of gray, and they were anti-war. Now they get on whatever bandwagon CNN and MSNBC tells them to get on, and a lot of conservatives along with them. What the heck? Your thoughts on that? No, I think that's an excellent point, though. I mean, it's just you're right. I mean, you know, we have these pacifist type of people, these anti-war people. All of a sudden now, you know, because of this whole situation that's developed, there's a lot of mindset change without anybody talking about the previous history of what these people believed in before. And the media also, right. And they're largely responsible for driving this and dividing public. You know, they have a tendency, you know, they've been trying to blame Trump and and conservatives and this for, for polarizing the country and dividing the country. But they are the ones that are guilty of doing this. It's their reporting. It's what they're doing that is creating that situation that is dividing the country in essence, is that it's their narrative that drives that. And so, you know, this is not President Trump's fault, you know, that whatever the things are going on, but they sure as heck want everybody to believe it's his fault. Everything is Trump's fault. You know, the fact that your laundry didn't come out as well as it was supposed to is Trump's fault. Have you ever, speaking of a media issue, we only have about a minute, uh, have you ever seen any media go after a former president with a vociferousness, I love that word, uh, that this media does? You'd think, I mean, it isn't just whether he'll run again. It's that they want to destroy him such that he can't run again. I don't think they'll succeed in that. I don't know if he's going to run again. But they they will not give up their derangement of Trump because he stands against their policies. Don't you think? And then uh, comment on that real briefly. Tell everybody they can find you at Accuracy in Media. 
Okay, yeah, real quickly, yeah. I mean, I think that is. I mean, it is part of that whole Trump derangement syndrome. It is. It also is the way that they drive viewers and readers back because, you know, they made Trump the, the boogeyman, right, the bad guy. And so he gets to blame for everything. Even when he's out of office, he's told to blame for everything. Yeah. So, it, yeah. right? Yep, so they can contact us There's at uh, the music. AIM.org. Yep, there mm-hmm. we go, AIM.org. AIM, that's A-I-M, accuracyandmedia.org. That's pretty easy. Thank you, Don Irvine, for joining us. It is always so important to talk about the media so that you don't let your mind, brain taken over by these people who want to tell you what to think. If it's not okay to think it, be suspicious. We'll be right back with another guest right after this on The Ellen Nathan Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ukraine's Ministry of Health is urgently requesting supplies to aid Ukrainian residents whose health and safety is now at risk. Thomas Teig, president and CEO of humanitarian medical organization Direct Relief. Direct Relief is coordinating closely with the Ukrainian Ministry of Health and specialists throughout the region to make sure we mobilize and provide exactly what's needed in this unfolding crisis. Without easy access to life-saving medications, those with chronic conditions like asthma or insulin-dependent diabetes and those taking medication to reduce their risk of stroke or heart attack could experience a second wave of medical needs. Millions of people are displaced. Over a million people have fled to neighboring countries. There's HIV and TB active in the region and COVID, obviously, which Ukraine is experiencing a spike. There's endemic chronic disease. Those are among the conditions and situations that Direct Relief is trying to mobilize help for and get it to the people who need it now. To learn what you can do to help, visit directrelief.org. That is directrelief.org. Maintaining immune support, heart, digestive, and joint health, even brain function, they're all things we focus on for ourselves. When it comes to our cats, experts say we need to be just as diligent about their health and what they eat. When evaluating the kinds of food and nutrients they should be eating, it's important to remember that cats are descendants of hunters. Lifestyle reporter Kia Malone. Your cat will thrive with the power of a protein-rich recipe and its body is best supported by fresh, raw, whole prey like poultry or fish. Cats need the most succulent parts of the prey, the organs and bone, to mimic what their ancestors consumed in the wild. For example, Origin Guardian 8 cat food is made with 90% premium animal ingredients and two-thirds of those are fresh and raw. Those numbers are approximate and derive from the unprocessed state of the ingredients. Because of the abundance of whole prey ingredients in all Origin cat foods, less supplementation is needed to support your cat's health for a lifetime. For foods that are the best fit for your feline, visit OriginPetFoods.com. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. 
Hi, this is pharmacist Ray Solano with your Healthy Choices Minute. Research shows the annual spring forward disrupts sleep and leads to a higher immediate risk of heart attacks and stroke. Daylight savings time affects our internal circadian clocks, which are located in every cell in our body and influence our biological workings from hormone levels to blood pressure. An opinion in JAMA Neurology said that switching between daylight savings time and standard time is bad for the brain. Turning back the clock can affect our health. Solution? Many people suggest integrating more melatonin to adjust to jet lag and shift work when sleep is necessary to function to daylight hours. Melatonin is difficult to absorb, so try our new sleep formula, Deep Blue Sleep. This new formula contains melatonin and three special ingredients shown to improve sleep. Call 888-909-0110 for Deep Blue Sleep. 888-909-0110 for Deep Blue Blue sleep. Remember, you have a choice in healthcare. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer access to meaningful employment, access to the veterans' benefits they've earned, accessible homes and vehicles and access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence, Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. We are plugging right along on a very busy news day. And yes, we're going to talk about something other than Ukraine and Russia. And I encourage you to think about and look at other news, too. Again, whenever the media wants you to only focus on one thing, uh, pay attention to what else they aren't saying and what else they aren't talking about. To that end, we're going to talk to co-chairman of Freedom Convoy and the People's Convoy CEO and founder of Invest USA, a national grassroots nonprofit for providing police with bulletproof vests. vests. How necessary is that? today. Michael Letts is his name. Welcome, Michael, to the Ellen Nathan Show. You're with Karen Cataline. Well, thank you, Karen. It's an honor to be on your show. I love that name. My wife's name's Karen. Hope that won't uh, get that one wrong. <laughs> uh, no, and and uh, I love the way that the name Karen has been demonized as being you're a middle-aged white woman who complains a lot. I have often said that if your name was Shaniqua, uh, it might be racist, but as long as it's Karen, I've known plenty of black people named Karen, maybe not young ones, but nevertheless, it's another collectivist smear that's something you can do nothing about or some name you were given when you were a child makes you a certain personality. How nonsensical. I used to have a sense of humor oh, about it, but I don't anymore. Uh, well, let's talk about it. So, <laughs> that, that myth is, is a myth for Karen. But anyway, yeah, Michael, let me ask you this right out of the right out of the box here. All of a sudden we saw, along with the phenomenal amount of 
bizarre statements in Biden's uh, uh, State of the Union address. <laughs> I wrote about one of them in my article. Uh, he's saying Tara shouldn't have guns, but what he didn't say is that the, his administration and the left that controls the Democrat Party has now characterized all parents who don't like what their kids are being taught in school as terrorists. That being said, he flip-flopped on suddenly deciding that we should fund the police. After police getting murdered wholesale, now suddenly, in an election year, he wants to fund the police. Since you raise money for bulletproof vests for police officers, comment on that if you would. Well, it's a very easy comment, Karen, because if you look, here's what happened. And I was there at the State of the Union address. Uh, he did not change his position. He changed his rhetoric. He understands that defund the right. police is a nasty term. So if you look at his State of the Union address, he believes we should not defund the police, but fund the police. And then right after that, he goes into and he gives how the money should go, community policing, et cetera, et cetera. Well, those are all social programs. So they're going to get what they want anyway. They're just not going to fund law enforcement. They're going to fund the program that they were going to do when they defunded the police and transferred it anyway. Same, same identical objective. Right. Nothing has changed. And that is my and point to the president. That was your point to the president, did you just say? Yeah. Yeah, that's my point to the president. If you're serious right. about funding police, then say so and do something about it. Don't give me a change in rhetoric that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly right. And what people don't understand is that these politi- policies mean lives. The lives of police officers uh, and the, the murders of police officers have increased exponentially. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's, it's, it's an atrocity that it's su- suddenly open season on police officers. So I right. thank you I for your work had. there. I actually um, never had it in the history of law enforcement. And here's the other great statistic uh, that your listeners want to know. This is the highest violent crime that we've ever had in the history of this country. So you add those yeah. two together and then you give a mandate that if an officer won't take a vaccination, we're going to fire him. We say fired 4,000 alone in oh. Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. Well, what a recipe for disaster. You haven't seen anything yet. If you expect crime to really start peaking when you fire all your cops. Yeah. And, and I, I submit that none of this was accidental and none of it was stupidity. Might be stupidity of, no, it's never stupidity. What they get and what the result is, is what they really want. They can cry all the crocodile tears they want, but if they wanted to do something about it, they would. Uh, And that's, that's a chilling uh, indictment here. Uh, Before we go on and talk about the Freedom Convoy, tell everybody how they can invest, they can uh, uh, possibly donate to the the bulletproof vests. I'm sure you have a way to do that for people who support the police Thank in the thin sir. blue line. I tell people real quickly, they will go to www.invest, that's investusa.org. It's a charity.org. There's a list of things they can do. Let me quickly tell your audience that there has never been a greater time of need in history than there is now. The morale is the lowest we've ever had for departments who are losing them left and right. And within less than two years now, you will dial 911 and there will not be anybody to respond to your call. So oh. we need to do something to show up this thin blue line that we're going to lose this country. Go there, you'll find a list of things to do. Just get involved. Yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. So let's do that because that's what we believe in our house. The thin blue line between absolute chaos and uh, civil society are, are good, honest police uh, and law enforcement officers. Give us an update on the U.S. Freedom Convoy uh, inspired by the one in Canada. What's going on in the U.S.? Well, I will tell you, contrary to what the mainstream media is saying, it is an overwhelming prospect. I got involved with the Freedom Convoy when they approached me about seeing if law enforcement would be willing to uh, endorse in the back end. We are through invest because of what I just said, the mandates are killing our ability to protect this community because we're firing all of our cops. But the aspect to answer your question today, this is the second day of going around the Beltway. Why are we going around the Beltway? Because city council in D.C. has gotten smart from the standpoint they don't want us here. They've got 700 National Guards members helping assist with traffic. They've got military vehicles blocking. They've got blockades that are blocking the streets to downtown. If you have a truck and you need to go downtown, you go through a checkpoint, you have to prove you have a delivery papers for that area or they won't let you in. So they're uh, determined not to let us have our constitutional right, which is the freedom of assembly. But we're doing it anyway. We're going around the Beltway for yesterday today to show our size. The size of the convoy is over 50 miles long. There are thousands wow. of vehicles, and I tell people this. I want you to understand, because here's what the mainstream media is telling you. Well, there's not 50,000 trucks. No, there never was 50,000 truckers. This is not just truckers. This is moms, soccer moms, bikers. There are probably a lot more caravans and SUVs and sedans than there are trucks, but they're all united together for one purpose. You remember that it was a two-week flatten the curve mandates under the National Emergency Powers Act, which has now become two years. It has destroyed our economy. It's destroyed our children. It's destroyed our first responders. And what we are saying is the response by the national media is, well, the mandates are coming down anyway, so this has been a fruitless cause. No, they're not. They are coming down in a lot of places across the country, but the president still insists on having the National Emergency Powers Act, which there is no need. We are asking, and the U.S. Senate has agreed. You remember last week they voted to send forth to the president to revoke the National Emergency Powers Act now. The president has already said if it passes the House, which it probably won't because it's democratically controlled, but if it does pass the House, he will veto. Um, but that is See, what our message yeah. is. He don't need it. Uh, and, and here's the thing that as an old mental health professional bugs me incessantly. When somebody lets you know their true intent by, for example, just as an example, uh, Trudeau in Canada, whether or not he got away with freezing and seizing bank accounts of political opponents, the very idea that anybody would propose or bring up or say they're going to tells you everything you need to know. Even when people apologize doesn't mean that they haven't changed, doesn't mean they've changed their minds. These are character issues. These are intent issues. And I like what you said at the beginning. Uh, you know, just because he changed his policy, Biden, on uh, funding the police doesn't mean a doggone thing. Does he have an ounce of credibility? No. Uh, you take the final comment, and we're going to have to wrap this up, unfortunately. 
Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm delighted to do so. Let me encourage your listeners. We are just beginning. It's not over by any form of means. In fact, the Biden administration has opened up a can of worms with the American people, including the truckers. And here's why. Now we also realize, because of this rally, how devastating to the economy your fuel prices are for you to be making us from an export country to an import country from Russia has got to stop. Right. Well, we're glad you're on it, and that's what it takes, is don't comply with tyranny. Thank you, Michael Letts, co-chairman of Freedom Convoy and the People's Convoy, for joining us. Please do support him if you get a chance or you have a mind to. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with our final guest, so stay tuned. This is The Alan Nathan Show, and you're listening to the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. If you found yourself worrying about quarantine weight gain, you're not alone, and the advice you're following to regain control of your health may be wrong. This is the message of The Whole Body Reset by Stephen Perrine, executive editor of AARP the magazine. You don't have to gain weight as you age. The idea that metabolism slows as we get older or that weight gain is inevitable has been debunked by recent research. The Whole Body Reset provides a new way to think about food that doesn't rely on calorie restriction or trendy gimmicks. We know that our bodies change with age, but if we eat to accommodate those changes, our bodies respond as if we were 20 to 30 years younger. The Whole Body Reset presents the power of protein timing and how it changes the lives of people at midlife and beyond. In my six simple secrets, scores of recipes, they're designed for real people living in the real world. To order your copy of The Whole Body Reset, visit aarp.org slash wholebodyreset. In Word Party, Netflix's popular CG animated series from the Jim Henson Company, five adorable baby animals named Bailey, Franny, Kip, Lulu, and Tilly help preschoolers learn new words through fun adventures with interactive games and memorable songs. Now, the Jim Henson Company brings more fun in learning with the all-new series, Word Party Presents Math, streaming only on Netflix. The babies are back with a new party, showing preschoolers how to use numbers, shapes, and patterns to solve simple real-world problems while celebrating friendship and creativity. Word Party Presents Math, creator Alex Rockwell. We received great feedback from parents and teachers about kids expanding their vocabulary through Word Party. So we wanted to build upon those learning opportunities with a new series that focuses on math. Word Party Presents Math is a very relatable way to introduce simple mathematical concepts to preschoolers early in their development. Word Party Presents Math is now streaming on Netflix. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly, everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. 
Visit FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids for multiple choice parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My baby brother, a father. <laughs> Come on, it's time for his nap. Whoa, he can't sleep on his stomach. Babies should always sleep on their backs in a safety-approved crib. And the sleep area should be clear of blankets, toys, and other loose or soft items. It reduces the risk of SIDS. SIDS? You know, sudden infant death syndrome. Guess I need to start studying up on safe sleep for little man here. Being his favorite uncle comes with big responsibilities. For more information, visit safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. You want to give your baby everything, so start with a safe sleep area. Babies younger than one should always be placed to sleep on their backs on a firm and flat surface like a safety-approved crib. And keep blankets, pillows, and other soft or loose items out of the crib when the baby is in it. Learn more about safe sleep for babies at safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. Welcome back to our final uh, segment here on the Ellen Nathan Show. And because I'm always rushed at the end, no matter how much time I leave, I never (laughs) get a chance to adequately thank, uh, well, I do, I do, uh, everyone at the Main Street Radio Network, Derek, uh, uh, Joseph, Ellen, and Jane. It's always a pleasure to sit in. Well, uh, let us wrap it up with a little more on the Ukraine and about the energy policies, which we've alluded to throughout the last couple of hours. You know, if if uh, Putin is so bad, how come we're still buying oil from him? Here to discuss that and a lot more is Senior Fellow for Economic Opportunity Issues at Stand Together and the Charles Koch Foundation. Uh, yep. His writings have appeared in outlets such as USA Today, The Hill, Real Clear Policy. Adam Millsap joins us. Thanks for being here with us on the Main Street Radio Network. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so could you comment on that? So here, Putin is such a terrible guy, and I'm surely not saying he's a good guy. God forbid you should say you should say he isn't uh, the next Hitler, God forbid. Uh and people are already getting demonized for taking a position that the media does not want us to take. But if he's so terrible, how come we're still buying so much oil from him? That's a great question. I mean, it's, uh, you know, what America has done with their energy policy over the last uh, year or so since Biden's administration has been in power is just terrible. Um, we have opportunities to have energy abundance in this country. We have plenty of natural resources, plenty of natural gas, 
oil, um, opportunities for geothermal, nuclear, and yet we refuse to build anything and refuse to eliminate the red tape that would allow us to produce most of our own energy. And then to the extent we needed to have imports, we could partner with allies like Canada or Mexico or other oil-producing countries that are friendlier to us. So it's just a shame that the Biden administration will not let, will not unleash American innovation and allow us to achieve that energy abundance that's possible. Uh, Adam, do we dare uh, speculate as to the motive there? I, you know, I, I get into these discussions with some really smart people who think that somehow we shouldn't ought to speculate about what actions mean of our elected officials or those controlling them. Uh, when actions speak louder than words. It doesn't mean we know precisely what their intent is, but don't actions speak louder than words? And what do you suppose this means, that uh, this guy is so terrible he's going to start nuclear war, but we have to keep buying oil from him and making him rich? I think it's probably just a big miscalculation. I mean, the, the Democrats have been so obsessed with climate change, which which is which can be a problem, I completely agree. But they've been so obsessed with it that they keep trying to push for these various alternative energy sources, wind, solar, and ignore the energy sources that we do have available to us right now, especially natural gas, but also oil and geothermal and nuclear, like I said, and let those technologies carry us over until we figure out how to make some of these other uh, energy technologies cost sustainable. Um, it's just a shame that they keep doing it that way instead of, like I said, instead of releasing innovation and letting us progress naturally. And I think eventually we would get into a world where we have more geothermal, nuclear, solar, maybe wind that would have these zero emissions. But we can't just get there overnight, and they refuse to see that. And so they keep trying to hammer it down our throats. And now we find ourselves in this situation. Germany is in the situation right now where they've become so reliant on Russia because they don't want to produce any energy themselves. And now they find themselves in this pickle where they don't know what to do. America can avoid that, but only if we act. So, Adam, I'm going to push back just a little. In a, in a world where we have marching globalist Marxism, communism, using all kinds of excuses in order to rob people of their God-given rights to own property, to uh, be master of their own fate, shall we say, think their own thoughts, and all the rest, do you really think climate change is that big of a problem, or is it another excuse to rob, to take more control of the world economy and tell us all what we can and cannot have? I certainly don't know enough about climate change to know how big of a problem it is. I mean, I think there's adaptations and things that we can do. Um, but regardless, whether climate change is an issue or not, everyone should be in favor of cheaper energy. Right. There's no reason that gasoline has to cost four dollars a gallon. There's no reason that heating oil has to be as expensive as it is. There's no reason that electricity has to be expensive as it is. So even if climate change wasn't avoiding climate change wasn't your goal, we should all be in favor of much lower energy prices. And we can achieve yes, that but if we would just get out of our own way. The left is for higher energy prices. That's that kind of true. my point. <laughs> yeah, my point is is that the bunch in office right now and whoever is directing uh, the presidential pot- potted plant, as I call him, they love when mm-hmm. gas is $7 a gallon in California. They want to take cars off the road. Biden even said so. They are hell-bent on controlling and manipulating us to uh, remember when the supply chain happened and 
And and instead of saying we could do better, they say, which is what used to be the quintessentially American response, they said, no, mm-hmm. you need to expect less. That's what they want. Yep. They want to connect, con- cut America down to size. And I guess it's just time for a lot of conservatives, I hope, to start admitting it instead of paying lip service to uh, uh, their march to their drummer. We should not be marching to their drummer. I think you're right in some of that. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think the Biden administration does take a pessimistic view of what America is capable of. There's a lot of Jimmy Carter in that kind of uh, in, the, in the kind of tone that they put off, right? That America just needs to deal with less. Energy prices need to be high as we transition. We can't grow our way yeah. out of this problem. And I think that pessimism is, inc- is incredibly annoying and is not true. Um, I think you're right, <laughs> right. That, that the Republicans need to push back. And I think they can, right? When Trump was in charge, he was doing some things with executive orders. But even then, there was no NEPA reform, which is the National Environmental Policy Act that prevents so many energy projects from being built. So the Republicans need to do more next time they're in power as well. This is not just a Democrat problem. This has been a governmental regulatory problem for the last 20 years across administrations. Adam Millsap, I could not agree more. Thank you for letting me push back just a little because, uh, you know, they keep making the, the playing rules and they change the, the, the uh, what do they call it, the, the playing field. They keep moving the goalposts and we go right along. Uh, tell everybody how they can find you and follow you. And I know you are advocating for Biden changing his energy policy in light of the uh, war going on there, but I don't see that happening. Tell everybody where they can find you or follow you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm on Twitter at AA underscore Millsap. Um, StandTogether.org is the website for the uh, uh, organization I work for. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate having you as well. That's Adam Millsap. Well, that was a quick couple of hours. Always a pleasure to be here with you to exercise our First Amendment rights. Visit me at KarenCataline.com. Thanks for everyone for making it possible. Be well and keep speaking up. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.